my new YouTube series. I'm starting a new series, guys. It feels a little bit irresponsible to do it because I'm behind on um, pacifist and facts and glitches. But I, I, I'm, I'm so confident I'm going to finish Oko soon that I'm just testing the waters for other stuff I'll be doing when it's done. It's not a big series. It's like people continuously say to me, I should do a podcast of some kind. And I don't think I really have the knack for it necessarily, but I'm tempted to see how that would go. So what I'm going to do is start a series where I contact the handful of other content creators that I know to some degree. And then I say to them, like, uh, then I say to my viewers, like, hey, what should we talk about? What topics, questions, what stories do they have that I'd like to hear? That kind of stuff. And then we just, I just talk to them for an hour or two. I don't know what I'm going to name it yet. Uh, I asked my Patreon patrons and my mods to think up names, and I didn't love any of the names. We'll see what happens, you know? <laughs> Why the podcast ended. I could always just call it something like the Runs Dead podcast, but or podcasts here, bro. Yeah, so it's it's problem. It's a problem. Like, I don't know if I want my name in the title. I feel like probably not. I don't want it to be speedrunner related necessarily, because I'm I'm not just going to be talking to speedrunners. The <laughs> No Judgment podcast. It's not too bad. <laughs> podcast. I'm sure that's been done. The disingenuous, dense motherfucker podcast. I'm sure I'll think of something. Yeah, probably would end up having ramble. Ramble cast or a ramble with. A ramble with sounds too much like a conversation with. But fuck the name of conversation with. It's like the most obvious name for a podcast of all fucking time. It would probably just end up being a ramble with. Sleeveless guy rambles with content creators. I don't think that rolls off the tongue. I might have a signature sign off. Well... I guess this ramble's dead. <laughs> I don't know that many people. We'll see how it goes. It I also haven't decided whether I want it to be a uh, video or um, just audio. Audio is a lot easier. I, mean, I guess having video gives that option. But I mean, you can't make cuts without it being obvious with the video, right? Unless, of course, you zoom in and one person zoom in on the other or whatever, and, you know. What do people use for podcasts? Um, when they, you both want video for both. People don't use Skype, do they? Oh no, um, uh, Discord has video, right? It's always hard syncing up schedules for these kind of things. And given that I've been tired and fallen behind in so much of what I'm meant to be doing and blah 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 blah. What I should call the podcast is actually the official Rockstar Games podcast. In no way could that go wrong. I'll even make the description discussing all the latest news and ongoing stuff within Rockstar Games from those who work there or something. And then nothing like that will ever occur in the podcast. As a matter of fact, we will explicitly never mention anything related to Rockstar Games or anything that they make. Just to fuck with people. <laughs> the Rock Scam Podcast. <laughs> it does feel like a very inefficient way to collaborate with people these days though. The meta doesn't seem to be for podcasts. It's more like I want to do it just to see if it's fun. The meta these days is just throwing everyone into Among Us and going to town. Do I know nine other people who are content creators? I don't think so. Uh, no, I guess I probably do. Modest Pelican's editing setup. I should play Among Us with Modest Pelican? I found out recently that Modest Pelican didn't have a PC until recently. He, he edits with a Mac on his couch. 
I was just like, I couldn't imagine dealing with something like that. But yeah, now that uh, he has a PC, we could hypothetically do stuff. But like, I, I have spent so much money upgrading my PC, getting storage and stuff, anything to make it just that little bit faster. And Pelly is just okay with just sitting on the couch with his Mac. <laughs> Fucking editing. I guess my biggest problem is how high the quality of my recordings are and just how much footage I have. I guess that's why it's so much more difficult for me. Disney's new Star Wars TV shows. Did I see the Disney reveals with the new Marvel and Star Wars shows? I mean, when they're making 10 new shows or something, do they really think people are going to watch 10 different Star Wars shows? It is interesting that they're bringing back the people from the original trilogy to portray Obi-Wan and Darth Vader and whatnot. As long as it's well written, I'll watch it. I mean, I'm watching The Mandalorian. But you're right that I don't care all that much. How the biggest GTA speedrun cheater was caught. Yeah, I, th I think that's probably the biggest high-profile cheating in the GTA community was Anti getting caught uh, for some of his runs cheating in um, Vice City. And the reason was because... He, like, so he, he made it so the game made his bike go faster than it normally can go. And the reason why people noticed is because the bike he was using only would make smoke when it takes off or something if it was going at above a certain speed and no one else could make that smoke appear with the normal speed that the bike has and that just opened the floodgates of people examining his speed runs in other gta games and whatnot and he was doing the same sorts of things in like uh san andreas and stuff just suddenly increasing the speed of his vehicles apparently the reason why he got away with it, there were other situations where some sort of suspicious things would occur. But because the games are so old and prone to weird bugs and stuff, and, and Anti having been in the community for so long, people wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt. So they're like, oh, you know, it's just the game being weird, it's fine. But as I said before, all world records are fleeting. If you have to cheat to get a world record, if you want to keep that world record, you got to keep cheating. And so the longer you keep cheating, the longer you maintain it, Eventually, you'll get caught. It, I'm sure it'd be easy to cheat yourself to fifth place, but cheating yourself to world record, where people actually scrutinize that shit, hard, you know? The best example of a person cheating and getting away with it is, for, for a very long time, I mean, is this dude who spliced a 16-star world record, like, over 10 years ago. Of course, back then, the, the scrutiny was less. The checks were less, but the main reason he got away with it is he did it apparently once. And then he just had world record for a bit and then lost world record and did nothing about it. The only reason he ended up getting caught was because he bragged about having world record on some guy's video. He's like, oh, I used to have world record back in the day. You know how it is. And so the dude was curious. So he looked up the guy's run and he downloaded the video and put it into the uh, into like Adobe or whatever and could see all the splices where the, where the audio didn't make sense. Speedrun cheaters and could I cheat GTA 5? Do I think it's really scummy to cheat speedrunning? Absolutely. I have no sympathy for cheaters in speedrunning. Like, don't get me wrong. It is at the end of the day just speedrunning. But I suppose these days there is a bit of money in speedrunning. De developing a reputation, clout, viewers on YouTube, Twitch. By, by cheating, you are potentially basically stealing from other people's mouths these days. You're you're stealing more than just 
prestige, potentially. You are negatively impacting the lives of the more deserving, the people who put more work in. But it is, again, at the end of the day, just speedrunning. I, I wouldn't put cheating and speedrunning up on the same level as, you know, murder, fraud, corruption, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, it is still technically just a niche thing. But I, I would say cheating to get ahead in effectively any hobby is awful, you know? If you wanted to, could you cheat effectively without getting caught? Not in any way I think that would enable me to get world record. That's the other problem, I suppose. So, again, talking about the sort of people who can get away with cheating, you already have to be really good at the game. You can't be an hour off world record and cheat yourself to that point and not get caught. You, you have to be effectively a world record contender who is just giving yourself an edge somehow. Uh, removing a particular amount of RNG, increasing the speed of something by a couple of frames or whatever. Something that isn't huge, but it's enough to eke out that win, you know? I consider myself so far off world record right now that even as much as I know about the game, I couldn't conceive of how I could possibly cheat to get world record back right now. I would have to practice for years you know, years. I have to put a lot more practice in to get anywhere competitive before I could even think of anything, potentially. And those hypotheticals would assume that I know something about coding and stuff, because I don't. I don't know how to change the values of the back end of the game and stuff in subtle ways. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure how I could possibly achieve this game at this point. But surely if I, like if you, if someone offered me a million dollars to find a way to cheat in GTA 5 speedrunning, I'm sure I could find a way, you know? Your sub count isn't the most important thing. I think on YouTube, the amount of subs you have is more about clout than it is, than it does have an actual impact on the amount of views you get on any of your videos, you know? It's, it's why you can go on channels and uh, even like mine and the, you know, Rambles gets 20K and Chaos gets 150K or 250K or whatever, right? It's most people, don't use their sub boxes to find content. And if you're clicking on a person's videos every time they're recommended to you, you're basically subbed. If you're subbed and you're not clicking on any of the videos recommended to you from a content creator, you may as well not be subbed because they're going to stop recommending the videos, you know? It's not a pointless thing for, to get subs, but it's not the be all and end all, right? Like, people will look at my sub counts and they'll be like, oh man, you you need to, you, you should be so much more popular than this dude, you're, you're great. I'm like, well thank you, but like, currently I'm getting like 10 million views a month on my main channel. And you can find content creators with like 5 million subs who are getting like half that, you know? I am doing quite good. The sub counts is not uh, the thing that often, often matters the most. Or like my cl Clips channel. Not that the views on my Clips channel matter as much as normal views or whatever, but I mean, it's getting like 40 million a month. And it's got less than 100k subs. How many channels do I subscribe to? Close to 200, I think. Do I have good memories of my early life? Do I have good memories of school? No. I do not have any good memories prior to starting Twitch. It's actually sad. Yeah, whether it's because I'm... I've never really been good at developing memories of good times. It's more that uh, I just remember all the bad times. But I also don't really think... The environment I found myself in for most of my life was a particularly good one. I'm sure I had some fun times with my friends, but in hindsight, I don't think I, I don't think I led a particularly fulfilled life. I was not good at making new friends, so I kept the friends that I had 
even while recognizing that we were very different people, they weren't doing the things that I was particularly interested in. I convinced myself to do certain things that I don't really think I was, I particularly enjoyed, but it's what everyone else was doing. Like, I can't remember a single good time that I had going to the city and getting drunk. Do I think I have a fulfilling life now? Yes. The only problem I have with my life right now is not feeling physically up for doing what I want to do mentally. Like it's only been three and a half hours, but even now I can feel a bit of strain on myself, my, my body, the, the tiredness, and it sucks. All I want to do is stream for like 15 hours a day, but my body just can't take it. It's weird though, I find different things more or less taxing. GT5 is, GT5 is easily the most taxing because it, it actually matters what happens. I have a lot more riding on it, that I have a lot more viewers. I have to engage more with, with chat and stuff and playing Noita is a lot more relaxing. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. I want to succeed, but if I don't, who cares? And while playing no damage, uh, I have to be focused all the time. I need to be making sure I'm doing the exact right thing at, the, at every time or I'm going to fail. It's, uh, it's more stressful. It's more taxing physically. Success is just relative. It depends if you have a specific criteria for success, then it's not relative. But you're right that uh, every time you get to a different tier of success, your expectations or whatever normalize and you don't see yourself as successful ever, right? Because you're just looking at the people who are even more successful. Getting scammed by AI Dungeon 2. Oh, so something happened to me yesterday, right? So there's this thing called, uh, what's it called? AI Dungeon 2. So I saw Soda Poppin playing AI Dungeon 2 on stream and it looks kind of fun. It's basically a thing where an AI builds you a story. There's a free version of it, but only the paid version has a text-to-speech thing where the, the bot will read you what's going on. And you kind of need that reading for it to be enjoyable. Like reading it yourself is kind of lame. So I'm like, it's 10 bucks, I'll pay. And it's a subscription, which is annoying, but I'm like, okay, I'll pay, whatever. So I paid, and it didn't make me a member. And I was just confused. It wouldn't let me pay again. I, it had definitely taken my money. So I issued a refund through PayPal. Sometime later, I completely forgot about it. The people who made this game actually got back to me, and they said, oh, yeah, this is something that happens extremely rarely. It does happen. You didn't get your membership, but you were charged. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm going to refund you and cancel the subscription. It's okay. No, actually, you know what I'm going to do? I'm gonna refund you, give you a free month of the service, and keep your subscription. Now, this was, these messages were sent to me two months ago. So there has been a $10 subscription that I've been paying for, for the last two months. And, and so I didn't get to use the free one month, didn't get to use the second month I paid for, and I'm now in the third month, which I've just paid for like three days ago. And the only reason I found out about this is because they sent me a newsletter. And they're like, hey guys, we're, we're making some cool new changes to the AI dungeon. And I'm like, wasn't I paying those guys money? What, what happened with that? So I canceled my subscription. It's telling me, I was like, hey, give me my money back. <laughs> it's only 20 bucks. But it's funny because I, I wouldn't mind actually playing the game. It did look kind of interesting. I still have my membership for the rest of the month. So maybe I'll, maybe later on, maybe after this, if you remind me, we can go check it out. Like, I, I, like I've, I've never played it. So but we'll see after this. Yeah, this is more important. Getting and building my new exercise machine. So I got woken up this morning by a dude calling me. So I've ordered myself a very expensive elliptical machine in the hopes that it'll both be quiet and because I like ellipticals when I used to go to the gym, 
I'm like, maybe this will inspire me to actually do some fucking exercise. So just 20 minutes on the elliptical or whatever whenever I wake up. It's kind of my goal right now. I look at the delivery cost. I'm like, this is insane delivery cost. But ah, you know, whatever. Comparing it to the prices of other websites, it's still a good deal. Uh, but then I had like a, a building cost. Like if you if you want them to come and build it. I'm like, I have never had another person come and build me something before. But in this case, I know this is going to be a pain in the ass to build. I don't want to break it or something or install it in a way that is less than optimal so it might make noise. So fuck it, I'll pay the delivery cost. But it's some expense, no, sorry, I'm going to pay the um, building cost. But I'm like, this is an expensive building cost. So my idea was that the delivery guy would come here, drop it off, build it, and then leave. Turns out that's not the case. What happens is, someone's gonna deliver it, and then I have to, like, organize for the person to come out and, and, and build it for me. I ain't got time for that shit. I don't have time for, you know, to be ordering these guys to come at a particular time. I don't know when the fuck I'm gonna be awake or when I'm not gonna be streaming or whatever. That's, 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 that sucks. But, so I'm like, I'm, I'm gonna have to sort this out. And so this, this guy calls me, wakes me up to ask me if I've got the machine and, and, you know, call him back when I get it. And so I hung up. And then, just before the stream starts, another guy calls me from a completely different company. He's like, yeah, so I'm meant to be building your elliptical or whatever. I'm like, didn't you just call me two hours ago? No. Apparently, the people who have sold me the elliptical machine assigns the building of it to two different companies. I think, am I meant to get them both to come out at the same time and they can fight to the death for the honor to build my machine? Do they know who I am? Do they consider that that big of an honor to build me an elliptical machine? Am I that famous now? Probably not. It's probably just an error. But still very annoying that we have to sort this out. I think I might just get the refund to build it myself. Maybe I'll build it on stream. What if I build it on stream, then then I can be paid to build my elliptical. Can can turn that one around. It's a good plan, right? <laughs> watching Ms. Kiff opening Pokemon card packs. Was anyone watching Ms. Kiff open Pokemon cards today? Imagine spending $70,000 on booster boxes. That's the same thing like a loot boxes catch. Like, is he gonna get the thing? Like, listening, listening to like, like even when he gets a good card, micro-analyzing like, oh, is the, is the centering perfect? Is, is there a small imperfection? What about this ink? Is this a bad ink bit? And it's just like, that seems very stressful. Like, even when you get the thing that you want, there is just even a tinier chance that it's uh, the quality you want or whatever, it's, I don't know. It's, it's the same thing with gambling. Watching a person defy the odds or win a huge amounts of money or something of a lot of value, their excitement, their happiness is also good, but um, it's the whole anticipation. Is it gonna happen this time? Miz pissing away 70k and Matt is trying to get a $20 refund? I mean, it's, it's the principle of the thing. Meeting fans in public. Atomic, thank you for 314. Is it weird to meet fans in public? I don't go in public. I imagine it wouldn't be. I mean, it would depend on them how weird it is. Like, just because you're a fan of someone's work doesn't mean when you meet them that you would necessarily freak out or whatever. Like, fan sometimes has a negative connotation as if it uh, only applies to people who are, like, obsessed with something or whatever. But if you like something, that another person creates. I imagine if you meet them in real life, you'd be like, Hey, I know your stuff. You, you, you do the good thing that I enjoy. Nice to meet you. Maybe you'd ask the question or something, can you, you move on? Like, um, because obviously I don't go in public a lot. Like, you list, I've, I've listened to more famous people, YouTubers, and they say, yeah, 99% of the time meeting fans is a wonderful experience. That, that kind of thing, you know? Milestones and sub goals on Twitch. For those unaware, subscribers on Twitch are people who pay roughly $5 a month for additional benefits. 
it is possible to gift this subscription to other people. I had 300,000 followers on Twitter, uh, on Twitch, you know, which is interesting. It's not really. Like, you can almost make anything into a milestone, you know? Oh my god, guys, 304,000 followers? Can I get some pogs in chat? <laughs> How about this, guys? When I get to 305,000 followers, I will gift that many subs. You heard it right. When I get to 305,000 followers, I will gift 305,000 subs. One of the many <laughs> sub goal things that I clearly am not gonna do. Didn't I say like, at like 300 subs, I would dye my hair? At 5,000 subs, I'd dress as a princess? Or was that 1,000 subs? At 5,000 subs, I was gonna get a rock star tattoo? A lot of things I clearly have not done. As I've said many times, okay? I dyed my hair the same color that it already is. This is 2020, princesses can wear whatever they want. So I'm always dressed as a princess. And uh, I have a rockstar tattoo uh, where I can't show it on stream or I'll get banned. So. <laughs> Why are you calling me a liar? Success on YouTube, past and present. Well, the algorithm is doing in any particular time is you know, different, it, different markets and whatever. It's, um, there are just some common sentiments at any given time in YouTube's history that if you know about, it gives you a little bit of an edge. Like, the, there are some things that you think that people in, like, would just un come to understand quickly about YouTube that they don't necessarily. You know that, like, thumbnails really matter, that the titles really matter, and how to present both, and... But a lot of it depends on your ideas. Like, a, a lot of people, when they try to get into YouTube, just do what everyone else is doing. But of course, they do it far worse because they have less experience. Like, YouTube is a graveyard of Let's Play channels. People who are like, I already play video games. There are people who play video games and they are successful. Therefore, I will play video games and I'll be successful, right? No one starts off with all the knowledge necessary for success. And certainly during the earlier days of YouTube, that information was less accessible, even if you knew it existed. Things were less figured out. So there was a greater necessity, just purely for luck, that you happen to do the thing that corresponds with what you need to do to be successful because you couldn't get that information anywhere or either that or it was just unknown you know these days though you can actually research get advice do things uh, that are commonly believed to uh increase your likelihood of success you've seen all the youtube channels now that do the same thing how they start off and saying hey guys 25% of you aren't subscribed so press that subscribe button it's free or whatever um, I wonder how much of that was because of Critical. Critical made a video where he just said, I mean, like, everyone knew that before. Where, it's been known for ages that if you ask people to subscribe, that they, they have a higher chance of subscribing. But it just seemed as though when Critical came out and said it, everyone's like, well, then I better do it then. It's almost as though it was less that people didn't know that asking people to sub gets you more subs. It's more that because Critical said it, because Critical said it, and Critical is very respected, it was- it, it made it okay for everyone to do, you know? They just needed one respectable person to say, it's okay to ask people to sub, and then everyone started doing it. You have never once subbed because a YouTuber asked you to? I don't remember if I ever have. I don't recall an instance where it occurred. One of the hardest things on YouTube to see is content creators who don't really have any- like, their brand is their content. They themselves are f fairly irrelevant. It's hard to explain, but there's this channel I watch that talks about memes, where like every video gets like two to three hundred thousand views, 
has the same format. They're like three minute long videos. They explain the history of a particular meme. Lessons in meme culture, I believe it's called. Like you go to their Patreon and they have $15 on their Patreon. Patreon, like, and then like three patrons. For a channel that size bringing in that many views, you would imagine a Patreon would be getting more money than that. But because he, because no one knows who the guy is. Like almost regardless of how good the content is, if you like the person making it, the, you're more likely to support them, whatever. But if there's no personality, no name, it seems hard to get patrons on Patreon unless like your content's just unbelievably good, you know? Cat Jam Twitter account story. Uh, so I follow this Twitter account called Cat Jam. Cause you know the meme, Cat Jam, love that meme. For those unaware, I will show the meme, although it would normally be green screened with a different background. All this account does on Twitter is puts up popular songs, you know, from all decades, and it puts Cat Jam over it. And I was like, I remember this song. Yeah. And it's cute, and uh, I, I might put a song into my Spotify or whatever. Yesterday, as I've seen it do before, on its Twitter with 200,000 followers, it's like, hey guys, let's go raid this person and post Cat Jam. You know, I just happened to be on a break or whatever, so I'm like, fuck it, I'll, I'll do it. And so I click through the link to the Twitter, to the Twitch. You know, the guy has like two viewers or whatever, less than 50 followers, playing Doom, his microphone sucks, his streamer etiquette or whatever, it sucks. The the game audio is way too low, but then everyone's just type, typing Cat Jam, and I type cap, Cat Jam too. I would be shocked, shocked, if even a single person from that raid went back to that guy's stream. But it was probably exciting for that guy, for that moment or whatever. Seeing that amount of activity in chat, I don't know. The accounts, the Cat Jam Twitter account, contacted me through my DMs. How the fuck did it do that? Don't I have closed DMs? Oh, wait a second. Maybe it... Oh, because I follow them, and I guess they followed me. Even though I have closed DMs, they can still message me. I guess that's how it works. Ah, right, right. So they're like, hey, man, thank you for joining in the raid. That's cool. Do you have any requests for songs? And I couldn't think of a song to request. I, like, I thought of a lot of songs I liked, but I don't know what other people would like, so I said, nah, fuck it. No, no, I, I, I said to him, no, I have no requests. I hope you and your friend, the person that they want to raid, uh, are doing well. And the cat, cat jam person's like, oh yeah, I looked at your content, looks pretty interesting. You'll make it one day. And I was just like, thanks, man. One day. I'll make it one day. <laughs> <laughs> like they were tr they were trying to pay me a comp like oh yeah your content looks cool you know you you'll get there one day you 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 got the you got the right stuff and I'm like have I not made it I haven't made it yet <laughs> what what the fuck is making it <laughs> me little tiny boy dark rapper man I'm cat jam thinks I got the right stuff guys maybe he's right maybe if I just stick with him for a little while <laughs> I'll get somewhere in this old content creation game. <laughs> An old work friend once tried very hard to make me watch One Piece. Yeah, I, I've caught up on One Piece. Dribble uh, um, I'm up to episode like 950. Which is, you know, caught up. When it gets to a thousand, I'll, I'll watch another 50 episodes. I remember being in Coles, talking to this guy, and every time he'd see me, he goes, Matt, Matt, I know you watch some anime sometimes, man. Watch this One Piece, dude, it's the 
best thing you've ever watched. I'm like, oh, come on, dude. He's got like 400 episodes. Why are you gonna watch 400 episodes, man? This guy's been a rubber. That sounds so fucking boring. He's like, no, 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 no. There's a guy with like three swords. I'm like, three swords? That's just dumb. You got two hands. Why would the fuck would you need three swords? And now he's got one in his mouth. His mouth? He sounds like the dumbest show I've ever fucking heard of. What's wrong with you? I'm gonna watch this. Flash forward five plus years. Now there's 900 plus episodes and I watch them. It's a really good show. <laughs> Not saying it's for everyone though. But if you're looking for, if you like anime and you're, you're looking for something where, you know, you're sick of jumping from show to show or whatever, it's a, it's a good thing to sink into. Getting infinite YouTube play buttons. Will my second clip, will my, will my clips channel qualify for a second play button? Absolutely. It's funny because once you get to a certain size on YouTube, you can basically just print yourself play buttons. Once you're at like a million subs or whatever on your main channel, you just go like, hey guys, I'm making a second channel about my cats. Haven't uploaded anything there yet, but if you want to sub there so you get my content uh, about my cat first, feel free to sub. Just instant 100,000 people sub and you get yourself a play button for your cat. And of course, there's some people who are so large, they can do that even for a million play button. That's what I was actually thinking of, uh, set Linus cat tips. Getting invited to a speedrun creator discord. I was actually invited to a discord with a bunch of speedrunning content creators and stuff in it. Which was very nice, because, uh, given they haven't speedrun in a while, I, I sometimes worry that, uh, other speedrunning content creators may look down on me a little bit. Because I remember back in the day, when I used to... When I first heard about no hit runs, I had no interest in them, and I didn't completely respect them. Like, uh, I mean, respect might be the wrong word, but I, I didn't think much of them, being a speedrunner. Because the idea of a no hit run, no damage run is like the polar opposite of a speedrun, effectively. Like, damage boosting is a strategy implemented in, like, just endless, like, effectively every speedrun where you can take damage uses damage boosting to save time. But obviously, things have changed. Just like back in the day when I said I'd never speedrun percent and then I spe speedrun percent you know? Obscure Lord of the Rings facts TikTok guy. Saw a really weird clip on TikTok yesterday. Don't know why it just came to mind now. There's this guy on TikTok. His whole thing is explaining really obscure lore in the Lord of the Rings series. And some guy just randomly asked him, if Frodo shoved the ring, the one ring, up his ass, would he turn invisible? And I was like, that is such a dumb, dumb question. Such an amazingly dumb question. But I have no idea. And apparently the answer is no. But it didn't explain why. And I guess, given that he can wear it around his neck, and it touches his skin, and it doesn't work, I guess it's designed to only work when put upon your fingers? What about a toe? Would a toe count? Can the one ring distinguish between toes and fingers? These are questions you just don't think about. I have never seen the extended version of Lord of the Rings. It's something like over nine hours or something, right? Maybe I will one day. I do think of the series fondly. I haven't seen it in a long time, though. The Hobbit was kind of garbage, though, right? Not bad, just really dragged out. Be sure to like the video and subscribe to my channel. It costs you nothing, and I wish you all the best. Thank you.